Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! What is up, all of you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new live edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to uh, to all of our audience. If you ever tuned into a live show, you know what's in store, or, uh, or do you? Chances are yes, but uh, what's in store is a night full of fun, uh, great company, and great music. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire, with me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how you feeling tonight? You ready to get this thing going? I am feeling great. We've been prepping for this live show uh, all week. We did the big uh, 100th extravaganza on Wednesday. I uh, got that all edited up and uploaded today, so that's available wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm um, working on the YouTube version. That should be up on the weekend, but figured why not? Uh, we need a little more Van Halen in our, in our week. Uh, yeah. Let's just do an entire live show with like half of our patrons and, and a few special guests as well. So I've been looking forward to this one all week. How about you? Absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, anytime we do a live show, it's always uh, something to look forward to because we are not alone when we do the live shows. We always have a fantastic panel of awesome guests, usually uh, uh, mainstays within the show, honorary uh, panelists. And that's what I consider every one of these people that are on the show with us tonight. So uh, please, please welcome all of our panelists, we got Eric Sinich over here, Scott Everett, mm. Ben Andriotzi, welcome, Ben, David Lee Smith, welcome back, Chaz Mataz, Brad Gould, and Heath McCoy, hashtag whatever happened to Heath Murphy. Welcome, all, one and all. How you guys doing? 
Gone. Good man. Hey, Happy one hundredth. Hey guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Congratulations, boys. Yes. Congratulations. We got room for one more, Christy. We got room for one more, Christy. Yeah, we to we, hop we, on we might get uh, another another guess along the way. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> always room for one more. Yeah. And where where is Kevin? Kevin is out for dinner with friends tonight. He figured we weren't important enough. He went and made dinner plans with other people. Well, everyone hoist one for Kevin. What a job, right? That 100th anniversary show. Yeah, very cool of him too, man. Really thoughtful. He reached out to me, I'm sure you guys, and and he wanted us to all put in, you know, word for the podcast, so. And yeah, we really appreciate dude. that. Yeah, a lot we of great do, comments yeah. from all you guys. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Really appreciate he's, uh, it. Cool. He's, he's out for dinner, but he'll be up for breakfast because, you know, oh, that's just how Kevin oh, Brown oh, Bring that well lunch played. bell. Bring the that's lunch right. bell. Well played. Yeah. Oh, Eric Senich oh, does oh. put the cream in his coffee. He <laughs> did tell me that. <laughs> Whoa. What was the he one? He put that butter on his biscuit. Wow. Or if they want, if they want the uh, after hour show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Want, well, it's after a long night of being spanked. Further explanation <laughs> will require a higher tier on our Patreon. So uh, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. Corey, I need a decoder to... ring. I'm gonna need a decoder ring for this. The last time go. I was here when Chris L was on, what was the thing that we were laughing our asses off at about uh, something about? I don't know, jizz and and disappear. Or the come and go. It was <laughs> the, the come and go. <laughs> the ejaculate <laughs> and evacuate. Yeah. Ejaculate. Oh my God. And I said, evaporate. evaporate. It evaporate is what I said. And Chris, I guess what? Wasn't that a Star Trek episode? <laughs> and that is now a design on our merch store. If you go to T oh, Public, I'll see you. if I could bring All it up. Right. <laughs> because we could not do that. New yeah. benchmarks, new benchmarks yeah, exactly. and content creation. Yes. Right. Well, everyone, you know why we're here. Uh, we've re- reached a new milestone, not just 100 episodes uh, to our name, which is that i mean that that's amazing to me but also another album in our journey we have completed and therefore we have to talk about it uh there you go there's, <laughs> there's uh, there our, uh, the merch you can find uh, at <laughs> podcastrock.com that's great it's amazing well which song, <laughs> which song was that indeed. for i can't remember that was uh unchained that, that's oh, why he ranked it number one yeah yeah, <laughs> girls in Plentywood, Montana, back in the late '80s, would do anything for a six-pack of Canadian beer. And if you had a little Van Halen on the old tape deck, uh, that didn't hurt your chances either. So, plenty of hills and plenty of wood in Montana. You know what? When, when I when I write the book, ejaculate and evacuate, uh, I'll have to be on Eric's podcast to talk about it. So. <laughs> a memoir it. by That's Corey Morris. That's right. The title of the podcast is "Booked on Cock." You know, just for that. <laughs> Only thank for you, that. thank you. We'll get right back to Booked on Rock. Nailed it. After. Nailed it. So to speak. <laughs> oh, I love this. Uh, Scott says he has a great screenshot of you reacting to that on our Discord, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it is truly, truly funny. That's part of the magic of uh, the live shows. So uh, yes. thank you all for Anything can in. happen. Uh, yeah, anything right. can happen. And uh, this. It's going to be women and children first. That's right. That's yes, our, our second album completed in this journey. Uh, this is the one. This is the infamous uh, uh, kind of, uh, for a lot of people, last great, or l- let me not say great. Let me just say last true album of like True Blue Van Halen. Uh, and then you can say what you will about, uh, you know, the Van Halen 3 or but like the, the last hurrah for a lot of people. But also this is the infamous album that is just, disappeared from the stream waves uh except for maybe youtube so uh 
you, you can I think you can find it on YouTube, but I could, I could be wrong this about one, that. Th this one is still around. It's a different kind of truth that a they pull kind of truth, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my yeah, bad. Yeah. All right, well then, yeah. then forget about what I said. But what I what I do mean is uh, this is a uh, uh, one for the ages, absolutely. So I'm I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about uh, this album with all of you guys. I assume. Without tipping your hands, you probably have uh, you all have a lot to say about this particular album, or uh, you know you don't have to. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, all right, Corey, what say? What, how do we? How do you think we should get this started? You know, maybe let's just do a roundtable, just uh, general impressions of women and children first, because I tell you, uh, coming into doing my own rankings, uh, this was a very tough album for me because I'm like every single song is solid. But I don't know if there's that one that really kind of elevates it. Like you can look at Fair Warning and, and whether you fall on the Mean Street side or the Unchained side, there's a couple of tracks that really kind of transcend that whole great album. Like it's very solid, but there's a few tracks that you kind of put over and above. And this one here, it's like, man, they're all pretty good. Like uh, there, there's really not a stinker in the bunch. And it, it all kind of came down to personal preference. And doing the rankings, man, they were all over the place. Uh, we'll see when we get into it. Some tracks, uh, some people on this panel put number one and other people on the panel put it number nine. Like they're nice oh, wow. big variants in all the tracks though, but we do have uh, definitive winners one through nine. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, but yeah, let's maybe start with uh, Eric because he talks the most, and maybe tell us uh, your initial impressions of Women and Children first. Oh, what an interesting album because the first two albums are almost like mostly made up of the club days, and then you get a few songs, Jamie's crying and and dance the night away that were written during the the studio process but this is where you you hear the band start to stretch out eddie start to stretch out and and he he's he's still doing all these amazing things on the guitar but he's he's really focusing on the songwriting more and experimenting with things and you got some of like the heaviest of heavy songs from van halen like yeah lost of control lost and, control yeah. you know fools but then you have could this be magic you know and something blues you like take your whiskey home and and then the the songs that have the amazing harmonies in a simple rhyme and and the cradle will rock and everybody wants them are the two most well-known ones but uh this is probably the most underrated van halen album possibly Ooh, hot take i would maybe, say maybe but it's because it's oh. often overlooked you know yeah. <laughs> a lot of I people i mean fair warning is talked about so much obviously van halen won with all the hits 1984 with all the hits Diver down hits right. Diver down. And then you think yeah. of this one, yeah, and it's like you just forget just how how badass of an album it is. Oh yeah. And uh, Scott in the chat says, aside from Diver Down, which I was listening to Diver Down earlier today, and I I agree with them because like even songs like the Full Bug is like man, th th this should be a lot more popular than it is. There's, it's going to be an interesting show when we finally complete Diver Down uh, and we get uh, another slew of, of panelists, probably not unlike what you're seeing right now. And uh, <laughs> because I know how people have, have talked about Diver Down, I know how people feel about the covers. Uh, I think Corey and I are probably the most uh, positive on that album. So <laughs> compared to the others, but uh, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens. I'm, I'm very excited to, to get into that. But uh, before I do... We're going to talk about uh, this one. So, uh, yeah, moving along, Scott Everett, you're up. Uh, this is probably going to be the hardest album for me to rank. And I think it's day to day. My rankings could flip just because there is no standout hits like Corey said. So it, it, it's I love the album, but it's not one of my favorites among the top six. So I think mm -hmm. I'm a little bit different. So it'll be interesting to see where my rankings stack up mm -hmm. against everybody else. <laughs> 
Probably not uh, too dissimilar, but as Corey said, the rankings were kind of all over the place. Uh, even I don't know the the full scale of everyone's rankings, so it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, ben, uh, this is your your first live show with us, I believe. My first first podcast, actually. Oh um, wow! Well, you know, broke that, Jerry. Yeah, Whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! About you know the late you know you know the, the teens or so Panama and. Uh, I just I love this this album uh, even from the uh, the cover art, which is just stunning. I mean the pictures that are taken on this album. I remember getting it and being like, oh my god! And after the first two albums came out, they were just you know groundbreaking. But these uh, women and children and fair warning were just like unbelievable. They brought it to a whole different level. Um, women and children, this it's a, so solid front to back. It is tough to kind of rank this album but um it really was kind of tribal and 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 really brought you to places um and eddie was just you know came out of all of them all four of them really came together and gelled for you know for women and fair warning it was it's a phenomenal album my uh, top i go back and forth between fair warning and and women and children love it you know you know i love it Right on. Well, there Perfect. you go. You go. Uh, does uh, does someone like Davy Lee Smith uh, share your sentiment? How do you feel about it, Dave? Does this answer your question? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this was um, I got this from that uh, Walmart exclusive uh, uh, six uh, first six pack uh, vinyl set. Oh that yeah. Was Walmart exclusive. Oh, Each right album on. had a uh, backstage pass replica. So that's my little show and tell. But cool. um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, I was probably just going to echo what everybody else said, because this is uh, like Eric said, I think this one's pretty underrated in terms of the six pack. Um, but honestly, like, uh, like uh, Corey said, this album was tough for me to rank too. Cause um, actually I think as a matter of fact, I think the whole, the six pack is tough for me to rank as a whole because um, like a lot of the stuff from the Dave era, especially is just so stellar. And um, this album, notwithstanding, but um you know, they did some different stuff, and it just seemed so natural to them. And uh, like I said, this was, this was another stellar album for me, and another album that's tough for me to rank as well. So, uh, you know, you know, something, something had to give, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Feel like the heads might roll with the rankings on this one, depending on. Uh, I mean, judging on how everyone is already talking about it, I, there is going to be an argument, at least one, just one. <laughs> That's my prediction. Uh, but you know, hopefully, a, a, a good and uh, a civil argument, but argument nonetheless. Speaking of arguments, Chaz, how you feeling about uh, women and children first? Ding, 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 ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Here's your argument. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? What do you mean? Nothing stands <laughs> out on this record. The whole problem is every, almost every single track stands out for one reason or another. Right. Um, like we were talking before the show, this one's like stacked ranking. It's just rank your, your favorites, put them in order. There's really not a bad track on this record. And, you know, yes. And I think that's probably why it's overrated or overlooked. And I think it's more like it's overlooked because it's kind of overshadowed by the ingenuity. And like you said, the first entrees into pop Van Halen with one and two, right? And there's a lot of continuity there and a lot of natural extension, but this was so different. And it's so many pieces of different, right? It's kind of what we kind of got in the future was like all this disjointed kind of artistic stuff, right? As Eddie started to express himself more. And like, you go look at every damn track and you're like, 
holy crap, how could this not be in my top five Van Halen records when you look at the like individual tracks? Because, I mean, if you go look at our Chesalytics out there, I mean, some of these tracks are in the top five tracks, right? So, I mean, you know, as a record, yeah, this thing is just, I mean, all stand out in, in, in my mind. There's like, you know, it's just that idea. We're just ranking the best here. He's, uh, he, he had to plug his charts because, you know, Chaz and his charts, uh, but those are good charts. So, and, like, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, anyway. yeah, this this one's highly ranked. So, uh, yeah, the, the individual rankings are going to get real, real interesting. But uh, so overlooked. Yeah, it's overlooked. Yeah, it's so. not on my list, but it's clearly deserves to be. <laughs> well, uh, does Brad agree with you? Brad, how do you feel? I, I need to trademark something like Chazolytics, you know, uh, 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 Bradalicious, you know, we'll go with there you that. Go. Uh, nice, nice. Bradomatic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so this one, who, whichever one of you is tracking the Patreon and, and Twitter feed, I think like I, I had a like this morning, I was listening to it on a, dr- on a long drive, the whole album again. I'm like, and, and when you when you look at it from a different you know over and over again and, and try to look at it as a whole, there's not a lot of believe it or not. If you start listening, it's not a lot of variety. They do a lot of playing around with uh, volume and tempo in a lot of the songs. They go slow, they go fast, going you know um, loud and soft throughout it. Um, the harmonies are all there. I, I, there's just not there's just not a bad song in the bunch, and so. I think I sent in like my votes like three times uh, this morning as I was driving because I was really it's it's you know sort of like how thin can you slice this thing? Um, <laughs> just just a great great album all around, and uh, so that's it. Well, hopefully the uh, the last adi- uh, rendition of the list you sent uh, was that's was it. your official one because that's the one I sent Corey. So that's, that's yeah how yeah I'm gonna go down. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Corey's so, like no more revisions no more revisions no more revi- <laughs> and yeah, then he, who do I get who do I get late I get Chaz late but his uh, ballot <laughs> so but his ballot is burnt anyway because Ooh. he bundled his number one song with Tora Tora for some reason you oh. gotta rank Tora Tora separately so we, we have a burnt ballot there was a hanging oh, Chad we can't count it ah, a hanging <laughs> Chaz like you'll be left hanging with a hanging one. Chaz that's alright that's alright right. that's, right. that's good they'll be, they'll be talking about it Way to go! You're you're too busy with the charts that you you fucked up your ranking. Fucking infamous, yeah, yeah. Embarrassing, but uh, you know what's not embarrassing? Heath McCoy is not embarrassing. How you doing, Heath McCoy? Hey, and, how, you uh, how do you feel about women and children first? I love women and children first. This and this may be a little bit of a hot take here. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm I I don't disguise my love of the Roth years. I, I'd put all the Roth stuff above the Sammy stuff. And I love Van Hagar too, but I, all the, all the Roth stuff, including different kind of truth is, is all tops for me. Mm. But out of the original six pack, I actually think women and children first would, would be my sixth ranking. I, I love oh. it. I love the album. Um, I, I, there, I don't think there's hardly any weak tracks on it, but I, you know, something's got to bottom out a little bit. And um, that one sort of does. It's, it's, it's a weird album. It's a, uh, Van Halen's a, a such a tight band and those six uh, all through their entire career. But if you think of those six albums, they're actually a really tight band. And this one, it's almost like, and this is not a bad thing. It's almost like the train is going to go off the track. Some of the time there's this wildness, there's a wild abandonment to it. Uh, I think. And, and some of the stuff almost seems jam jammy to me, like a, a song like fools. It almost seems like a, like a jam type. So like a jam band type of song, you know? Um, hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a different album for that. And I, and I think it, 
I think stylistically it is all over the place and which is not a bad thing at all, but um, yeah, I, I love it. it. Despite what I just said, I, I love the album. Hot takes indeed a little bit of backtracking, but he's staying firm with uh, his uh, bottom six of the uh, six pack. But uh, look, honestly, if I really think about it, uh, it, it came a lot closer than I'm comfortable sharing with uh, making it to number six in my own six pack judging as of right now. But uh, there's probably one or two that still fall behind, but I don't know. We've still got time to figure that one out. But, uh, but until that time, we shall rank women and children first. That's right. And for the rankings, we uh, reached out to all of our lovely patrons, many of which are here uh, for their rankings, uh, which they submitted. Uh, we also got some special guests. I'm just going to run through the list of special guests real quick. Yep. Uh, first off, we have uh, Eric Sedich. Uh, he uh, writes for the Van Halen News Desk. Uh, he does a great uh, podcast called Booked on Rock. Uh, you can also catch him on every other weekend working at the Ejaculate and Evacuate, selling discount Canadian smokes <laughs> so and beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go check yeah. him out there. Uh, we also reached yeah. out to Chris L. from Pot of Thunder, uh, who uh, said uh, in his rankings, uh, Darren Paltrowitz, of course, from the DLR cast and the Paltrow cast. He's had a lot of t- a ton of great guests on there lately. Like Darren's just been killing it. He submitted rankings. Uh, author Steve Rosen, uh, who wrote the book Tone Chaser, about his yeah. relationship with Eddie Van Halen, who's going to be on our show in October. Uh, Greg Ranoff, I don't know if you guys ever heard about him. He wrote a little book called Van Halen Rising. Uh, oh, he's probably huh. the uh, the uh, Van Halen expert uh, out of uh, everybody on the planet. Uh, yeah. Jeff Goebel, uh, who I got to give uh, Eric props for, for hooking me up with. Uh, he was able to send yeah, in uh, yeah. some rankings. He writes for Van Halen News Desk as well. Yeah, And Darren's uh, we, been contributing a lot, too, to VHND. Oh, awesome. Great, yeah, great. really cool. We also have the lovely Kelsey Van Halen, everybody's favorite. She submitted rankings. Uh, Greg Prado, uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about him, Eric. That was another yeah. uh, uh, Eric Fine. He writes for Guitar World magazine. Oh, he writes for everything. I mean, he, Greg, you'll see his name everywhere. He's written a, a ton of great books, and he writes for all music. Well, wrote for all music. Uh, you name it, he's everywhere. Um, Greg's been on my show many times, and he covers all sorts. Of, he wrote, wrote one of my favorite books, too, on Blind Melon and Shannon Hoon, among oh, many yes. others. But Greg's a great guy. Yeah, fantastic. You, you, you got to have him on. He's a great guest. We're working on it. Working on. It. We only got twenty-seven shows left, Eric. We're, we're running yeah, out of only uh, so many. Out of time, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Hey, we we want to. I want to just want to give our our best to Steve Roth too, because I saw on Facebook he went in for some procedure in the hospital. So he's oh, yeah. yeah, he's coming out of that. Yeah. Absolutely, all all the best to to, to our good friend. Uh, we also have uh, J- uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fred from the Sean Geek and Fast yes. Fred podcast. They submitted rankings. Uh, Johnny Bean from the very popular uh, YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, he probably has the most controversial uh, rankings. I can't wait to dig Uh-oh. into his a little bit Uh-oh. more. <laughs> and uh, a late entry, uh, Chris Gill, co-author of Eruption. Chris, uh, He was able yeah. to submit some uh, some rankings. So really an all-star panel. Uh, Scott is asking for uh, Steve Roney and Scott Davis, who wrote the book Pictures Alive. I reached out to them, but I didn't hear back. So uh, mm-hmm. no rankings from that, unfortunately. But I know, uh, Scott, I believe you picked up a couple of copies of their book. It's really a really a great book, and uh, we had a lot of fun having them on the show. But yeah. uh, that's our our who we got rankings from. There's uh, over 30 people here. What we did is we asked everybody, rank your songs from one to nine. And some people like Chaz didn't get the memo, and they would bundle Tora Tora. <laughs> And what I find is like nobody ever bundled Tora Tora with Loss of Control. Uh, they always bundled it with like other songs. I'm going to put it with End of Cradle of Rock. Okay, well, that doesn't lead into that one, but sure. Uh, but so uh, all those ballots got burnt or else if I had time, I reached out to him and say, hey, you know, fix your fucking rankings. It's not brain surgery. Come on. <laughs> 
it must but jazz, be. I, it must be. <laughs> for for jazz i didn't have an opportunity because i just got his today so mm. uh, but i do have his list here so we can uh, talk about it when we get to it but um we had everybody rank their songs one to nine. Your number one song uh, got nine points, number two, eight, number three, seven, and all the way down. Your number nine song got one point. I combined all the points, and we have our ultimate women and children ranking. So, Mark, if you're ready, without further ado, I can get going here with the song that uh, finished at number nine. Let's do it. All right, so I'll just play a little bit of it, and then I'll bring the graphic in. Let's see if anybody can guess. This one, I think, is kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. Really? Everybody's I nodding. <laughs> I figured. That's right. That's Tora Tora. Finished at number nine. Uh, it got 60 total points. Its highest ranking from people was third. Its lowest ranking uh, was uh, ninth or last. 20 people out of uh, 30 uh, picked it to finish ninth. Uh, so its final totals are uh, 20 times it was picked ninth, three times eighth, nobody picked it seventh, four people picked it sixth, one person picked it fifth, one person picked it fourth, one person picked it third. So Tora Tora, the little instrumental that leads into loss of control, finishing ninth. Uh, I can't say I was surprised. Is anybody? I'm surprised more that uh, it got uh, a, a vote for third place. Like that, that's yeah, pretty I'm high. Just- that's I real was gonna high. say the same. <laughs> That's something. Like somebody really likes that little interlude song, you know. And you know who it was? Who Johnny was it? Bean. I I said Johnny's no. uh, rankings <laughs> would be the most interesting. He picked Tora Tora third. Wow. He, he must have yeah. some like something about that track uh, must really speak to his soul on a level that we're we're just not <laughs> ready to accept or we just can't possibly comprehend. Oh, uh, that's the only explanation. Or either that, or maybe there's something else entirely. So, Johnny, if you're listening, uh, get back to us with that. Uh, not because we want to roast you. Like I just, I just, I'm genuinely want to know why. Like what, what was it that uh, brought it up to your top three? Um, maybe he had a little like, loss of control when he was touching the keyboards. I mean, maybe. but know, I, I got to ask Chaz because he's on the call. You put Tora Tora number one yeah. and you bundled it oh, with it with another song. So, right, because, yeah, I just forgot. So I knew it was oh. a lead-in. I just forgot. I, the, now, you forgot which song? Well, like I said, yeah. this is, and I love this record. I've got it too here, but it's actually on the jacket, on the back of the album. The tracks are not listed in the order that they appear on the record. That's so, true. yeah, That's so for in, in that regard, for me, this is, of course, the lead-in then to Loss of Control. They go together, as far as I'm concerned. Anytime you have those things, that's where I'm like with you guys. I'm like, come on, just... It's like, you know, the Zeppelin thing. There are certain songs that just, you know, one leads to the other, and it's the way it is. Just leave it there. Yeah, I think I want to That's just my vote. I'm a bias that way. Even in the video they did for Loss of Control, that weird, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but that weird video yeah. where kids yes. in the hospital. He's a surgeon and stuff. In scrubs. Uh, yeah. As far as part of that, that's part yeah. of the video. It's they, they lump them together there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's where uh, it is for me. So it's at six. Yeah. The other weird thing is you could have growth as an individual growth. track. Growth mm-hmm. could be just its own track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it could be. It's not it's listed not as listed. its own track, so we no, don't know. No, yeah. No, yeah. I actually prefer growth to uh, Tora Tora. I think I, I actually do cool. too. I wish they would have its own album the original right. plan and had fair warning begin with, you know? Yeah. Growth or it's supposed to be a fully, fully flushed out track. Yeah. For yeah. Growth. yeah. You can't really that was such a cool idea. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, well, uh, that's Torchor. Anybody have any thoughts on that one? That's pretty. <laughs> any any extra uh, thoughts on Torchor? I think yeah, that. So I, tell you what. I think all. That's right. All six of the, the the classic, you know, the original albums, they all had an instrumental, right? And I, and I think it's it's got to be the weakest instrumental of of not. The, it's got to be the weakest instrumental of all of the of the original six albums for sure. I, I would think well, and Scott Monroe this... hit it right on the head. He well, said sorry. Scott Haskin would have had it first, yeah. pro- not maybe, probably, because he, he's <laughs> a he, he's a composer. He loves instrumentals. His favorite Aerosmith song is the movie, the instrumental from Perfect wow, Vacation. Yes. So I bet you he would have put Tora Tora number one. Of course, poor Scott Haskin. He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> he'll show he just, up. He'll, he just, he'll appear he just, in, the, in the ether somewhere. He just did. He's actually. like an STD. He just pops up. I'm going to say this though. I think it's a really good intro to loss of control. It's, it's very smooth. It's very seamless where I think there's one or two where you hear a little bit of a staggering, um, like intruder and pretty woman go really well together. And and I feel like yeah, loss of control on its own. It's, it's whatever. I mean, I mean, uh, Toro Toro and so whatever, but it's really good with loss of control. So yeah, I believe, I think that too, they go together perfectly yeah. they're, they're actually they complement one another loss yeah. of controls torres torres reason for being <laughs> sorry right i mean right. well it's like yeah. one of those it's like suction cup fish that ride along with the whales what are they called <laughs> I think, yeah i mean it's there. obvious it's it's obvious more um, on uh, a shark it's obvious some <laughs> um, kind of self-indulgence for for the brothers i mean uh I mean, as a track on its own, you know, it's it's fine. So it's obviously low hanging fruit, and I'm gonna take that low hanging fruit. But um, but you know, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with it. It's just it's just there. It's it's a it's a little mini mad scientist Eddie moment, you know. Sure. Backwards, yeah. backwards, it's a backwards mass dive bomb. Yeah, that's right, a, that's right. a um, that's a Eddie moment moment. Right they want they wanted to put like the sound of wind to start it, and uh-huh. they yeah. for whatever reason decided not to. Act like, like it wind, hurts dude. is what Ed wanted to call it. Act Don't like know it if hurts. that would have helped it or or hurt it. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Mark, just for our rankings, I had it number nine. You had it number eight. So there was a I track you liked eight, a little bit less than than Tora Tora. There was, there, yeah, just but hey, just a little. Eric, were were they in the studio longer on this one than? Oh no. Uh, no. Uh, this was one it, was about two it, weeks it, at the it same. It was like, two and a half okay. weeks, seventeen okay. days. Okay. Like not not a very long time. Wow. God. Okay, so right, not what I was thinking. Okay, right, right, because this is like um, we're laid back. Just turn it on, let it roll. Oh yeah, check yes. this out. Yeah, right. So well, yeah, and Ed, Ed had a lot of time on the road to write some stuff. So yeah, okay. he was only seventeen. Days. Not as improvised as it sounds. Right. Yeah. That's insane. getting him out of the studio. That's always their thing. It's really not as improvised as it all sounds. No, <laughs> he spent well, hours, right? Even if it was just Dave, on the corner you know? of his bed, right? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Eddie Dave. by himself. But but that's yeah, so Dave. Dave, right? I forgot yeah, yeah. the fucking words, and then right, the right. Night, I forgot <laughs> the fucking yeah. Word. Uh-huh. yeah. I forgot the fucking words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really it gets old for me. Somebody was I don't tra- care. It never about, gets old. It never gets old. But somebody the other day who's you know not like big fan they were like you know i'm not sure if that was like dave just making that up or not but and i didn't want to i didn't want to ruin it for him so i didn't say anything <laughs> i'm like it was made up. like you've seen wwf no, right yes yeah <laughs> yeah exactly all right well that's number nine let's see what all of our panelists think uh should uh, lost the control or sorry uh tora tora should have led into uh is it loss of control is it a different track let's find out the track that finished in number eight it's loss of control. Really surprised by this one. I'm really surprised. 
loss of control, 106 total points. One person had it at number one. Two people had it at number nine. So uh, it finished ninth twice. It finished eighth eight times. It finished seventh eight times. Finished sixth three times. Fifth five times. Fourth one time. Third one time. Second one time. And first one time. So loss of control. Number eight. I'm honestly kind of surprised it's that low. Anybody else? Yeah. I'm shocked it's that low. Is it, is it, I'm wondering uh, to if, if we have people who voted this number nine, is it because it is the song that uh, follows uh, Torah Torah? Is that is that why? Just because the two belong together, you think? Or does this Van Halen swing style just not do it for you? I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm curious to find out. So I voted pretty low. I voted pretty low. I had Torah Torah at nine and uh, Lost Control at eight. I, ah, okay. I think it's... Uh, it's I like it. It's just like a half-written song. It's frantic, and that's kind of its charm. I like that about it. I love what the brothers are doing. I think Dave is like, it sounds like he's struggling to keep up, you know? He was throwing whatever he could at it, and then he's sort of struggling to keep up. I think that the the Lost Control, Lost Control Chorus is sort of, it's, I can do without it. It's sort of, it's sort of grating. I, I just, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, but I, it's never, and, and what, yeah, what the brothers doing is are amazing, but I've never, right. it's just, I gotta say, it's the, my least favorite song. I tell you, the, the yeah. two people that ranked it ninth are Michael Griffith, who's a patron of ours, mm. been on the show many times, and Johnny Bean again had Lost of Control oh, number Johnny nine. Bean, <laughs> he strikes again. Not a fan, yeah. I'll just look here, me. somebody had it first. Yeah, who the heck was that? Paralyticer had uh, Lost of Control number one. Yeah. Uh, he feels loss of control is wunderbar, and uh, hey, look, I, <laughs> I don't blame him on that. Uh, I'm gonna throw Gosh. it over to throw it over to Brad. Brad, how about you? Where did uh, where did the uh, loss of control end up for you, and how you feel about it? It, it actually was pretty high. I had it four. Oh, okay. I mean, just so just listening to it, it's shredding, right? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, Dave couldn't. You know, Dave Dave's up there in the high pitch, but it's there's just something about it. That thing is just. It's like gasoline, and uh, so yeah, I'm surprised it's eight. But you know. I am too. Uh, I'll just go ahead and I'll piggyback off of, off of you, Brad. Uh, it was my number five, uh, and it kind of surprised me that it that it reached uh, that high. But then I don't know. I listened to it uh, a couple of times, and it just yeah, it just kind of rips really good for me. And maybe I'm just in that headspace in this given point. But uh, I. I couldn't make it in my top three, but I just felt like if I don't put it at least in my top five, it wouldn't feel authentic to my whole uh, journey with it. But uh, yeah, so I'm, again, I was shocked that that's where it landed for me, but but I get it. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Chaz, how about you? Well, now feeling vindicated and validated, I will say. This one came in at six for me on uh, an album of eight tracks, Corey, not nine. So anyway. Wow. Um, no. <laughs> I didn't set the go. track listing. I didn't I didn't make budge. the track listing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Blame so, owners. Um this would be yeah. at this would be at six for me. So it right in the middle. For me, this track, I love it. Uh I love it. So I put it kind of in the category with um another one that's so frantic and kind of crazy that we had just listened to, One Foot Out the Door. 
Um, you know, it's kind of in that that space that I love Van Halen for just this reason, if for nothing else, to help me clear the room so we can, um, you know, do things less discreet with fewer witnesses. Um, this is music that helps you do that. Uh, so, you know, it was always good fun. And, and actually, like, even when I was in high school before, like, Anthrax and a couple other bands, this was kind of precursor to moshing. When this song came on, we all kind of went a little nuts and we like just slammed each other and pushing each other around and shit. So um i nothing but good times with this track like over bonfires in the woods in new jersey with you know substances and 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 uh liquids and uh girls and good times you know can't well, if you're gonna lose your shit it might as well be too loss of control so why not yeah, exactly that's that it ah. uh, throw it over to scott everett how about you man how'd you feel about this one i had it seventh um, I feel like it's one of those songs with, that may have been better as an instrumental. It kind of reminds me of the Sammy era, like uh, Source of Infection, where the lead singer's just desperately trying to hang on to keep up with Eddie and Al at the time and trying to throw lyrics on something that really they couldn't keep up with. So um, I like it, but I think it's I, just as a, and I'm by no means a songwriter or a lyricist, but I would think it would be difficult to come up with something to match the pace at what they're playing at that point. You're not but, wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. Now, Mark, before you go to somebody else, uh, we yeah. just got Tom Ron Bruster in, in the chat. The Enchanter oh. Tim is here. He had loss of control number three. Uh, wow. uh, Tom, just so you know, because you joined in a little bit late, it finished eighth. So maybe just uh, type into the comments yeah. why you picked lost control third while we go around the room and finish up with everybody's comments here. Right go on, Tim, right go. on. Go Tim, there go. you go. There's another a high ranker. Uh, ben, how about you, man? Where'd you put it? Yeah, so it was the end. I, the, the two songs are really, I've always thought, one song, and it's really almost an instrumental. Dave's keeping up, and you know, the fan I am with Dave, he's kind of not really relevant in this song as much. Um, it's Eddie and Alex just going wild. And, uh, but like I said, the, the album is so solid front to back. This kind of being, I bundled them, and because they, to me, they were always the same kind of unit. So, um, but quality nonetheless. Right on, right on. Good stuff. To me, All this right, was uh, kind of their, their musical sense of humor. Honestly, for what you guys are saying, yeah. like, you know, who the hell could keep up with this? So let's just fuck around because, man, let's just people need to hear it and let's just have a good time. To me, it just added to the yeah. whole aura and mystique of the band because <laughs> all the other tracks were so strong, you know. Maybe that was the I gag think. all along. It was just I like, might have uh, been, dude. We're just going to we're going to play as fast as we can. And whoever can keep up is like, all right, you're <laughs> our boy. Uh, it's like they were testing Dave. Like he sometimes passes, sometimes he doesn't. Well, I would love to hear the story of this song. Like, how was this one done? What the hell was going on? Be a fly on the wall for that yeah. session. Man. You may all be right. It may have just been like a jam sesh that just became kind of like bullshit. And then they, you know, attempted to make a song out of it. I don't know. Either way, the end result, at least for me, is pretty great. But Davy Lee Smith, how did you feel? I had the seventh. Um, ah. honest, honestly, if, like I said, this was this album was tough for me to rank. So if you, if you took my eighth through third, right now um like get back with me next week i might change my rankings like honestly like eight that. through three like i could have my eighth right here my seventh right here six barely over fifth barely over like i said this was tough for me and i was I already new with this this song because of a uh, guitar hero van halen actually some of the songs <laughs> from this album from guitar hero van halen i already knew and i loved all of them uh spoiler alert uh this one that this one uh uh, notwithstanding, but uh, I love the uh, fast pace, uh, the brown sound in full effect. Anything, any track that has the Eddie Van Halen brown sound, I'm all in. And, uh, you know, Dave's uh, 
radio chatter uh, this year, Captain speaking is always is always funny. Um, you know, um, just just the way they deliver it at full pace, and then at the end where they were like uh, high pitched banshees along with Mike. I mean, just. You know, it doesn't get any better than that, honestly. But like I said, this one, even though it's on the lower half of my rankings of Women and Children First Up for now, um, still still, still kicks ass. Yeah, I'm, w- I'm with uh, Scott Monroe on that one. Uh, just the howls. I mean, like as, just speaking on a vocalist standpoint, the howls are they're fun. They're, they're fun to hear. They're fun to try and attempt and, and fail at them. But uh, they're fun to listen to. So. Uh, Eric Sinich, though, uh, where where could you possibly? Because you're you're known to just love everything Van Halen touches, like even the stuff that we feel isn't lovable. But you find a way. So how how in the world are you gonna rank this particular album? Um, I have lots of control at eight, and uh, the only only because uh, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the Pleasure Dome, you know, of the same year where the 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 music is is fierce. And the opening is "Hello, T- Tony Iommi." Right? It's Black Sabbath yeah. opening. <laughs> but then the rest of the song is like punk. In fact, that's Eddie wrote it around the time he wrote "Ain't Talk About Love," so it's a little poke, poking fun at, at punk. But it's like if Eddie ever wrote an instrumental or recorded an instrumental album, this is be this would be one. It'd be perfect. And it and it actually has one of the 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 coolest guitar solo moments in all of Eddie's songs. What they do there, it 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 goes. Comes back mm-hmm. and it's like wow. So I could listen to this song anytime, anywhere. Yeah. I have it down lower only because it's a, it's it's one of those songs where yeah, Dave is just trying to do something with it. But it's more of it's more really would be perfect for an instrumental album. Yeah. But but still yeah, I mean hey, having Dave on it, no complaints here. But I just it's there are other songs that go to the top more because of the the better lyrics that dave delivers for sure yeah definitely feel that all valid points all around so Corey, did you say uh where you put loss of control no i had it at number seven uh-huh. uh so i i, I kind of agree with uh davy and eric there uh, instrumental i think uh would have worked a little bit better uh to me it was kind of like uh surf rock like uh dickie dale yeah it always kind of reminded yeah. me of uh misra lou from uh, the pulp fiction soundtrack a little oh, bit yeah uh, so it, it kind of gave me those vibes. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get I, I check out on the chorus a little bit with the loss of control and all that. But uh, musically, the, this thing's phenomenal. But on an album of you know really solid songs, uh, and, and like Davey said, you know, check with me in a week. It might be number three. Who knows? Like you know, it, it, by, by, one just barely over the other. It, yeah, this sure. is, yeah, to me, it's kind of like the inside of the Dave era. You know, I know you guys weren't big fans of the song Inside. I mm-hmm. love Inside, but it's same kind of vibe and feel, right? Just they're totally just fucking around. But the proficiency of that fucking around, I wish I could do that. Right? It's just <laughs> I'm just, glad to meet somebody else that liked Inside. I love Inside. Love Inside. It's always crap <laughs> on Inside. I love the the groove of that song. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah, just to pick, just to piggyback on you two real quick. Um, Sammy wasn't a fan of it because he says, "Hey, what kind of crap is this?" That sums up that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. I had a friend who said it sounded like Pink Floyd, an old college roommate, because he wasn't into Van Halen much, but he loved Pink Floyd. And I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." Huh. Well, I'm not into Pink Floyd, so that makes sense. Not, not yeah. the one I would have gone to, but yeah. sure. We'll go, One I of guess. these days, I'm going to cut you into little pieces, right? Sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. So, Well, there you go. All right. What do you think? Should we should we go to, to song number seven? Well, we got to. I'm, I'm curious to know. All right. Well, first of all, uh, loss of control. Uh, when we did our poll, 85.6% what dreams are made of. 
Uh, so not the lowest uh, no, on the no, album. No. Nope. Still not still passable. People still were Great pretty song, keen on it. Yeah. The lowest song. on the album uh, is the next song uh, in our rankings oh. here. It is playing. Very slowly. Yeah. Oh, Anybody hear an really? acoustic guitar? Yeah. Put yeah. up the campfire. Yeah. Let's yeah. all get together. Let's gather uh, around. That's right. That's right. Could this be magic? Finishing at number seven. Could this be magic? Total points, wow. 107. Just one point above. Loss of control. So if Chaz had to burn his ballot, that may have made the difference. Who knows? Uh, its highest ranking was second. One person ranked it second. Its lowest ranking was ninth. Three people ranked it ninth. Uh, eight people ranked it eighth. Seven people ranked it seventh. Three people ranked it sixth. Three people ranked it fifth. Three people ranked it fourth. Two people ranked it third. And one person ranked it seventh. So could this be magic coming in at number seven? I kind of had this one pegged at number eight when I was kind of predicting and it did finish uh, in, in that spot on a lot of ballots, but number seven in the rankings. What do you guys think? Well, uh, let's see. I'm going to throw it over to uh, Eric. I'll start with you, man. Uh, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I had, um, I think I had this at six. Yeah. This is actually a fat, this is a really interesting song. Actually, the, the sound of the rain I love, and it's actual rain. At the Sunset Sound Studios, it was raining out, so they just opened the doors and and recorded and it's it's one take one take and ted templeman said eddie just try something with a little bottleneck slide and eddie was like i don't know if i could do it but they tried it and you're hearing dave on guitar here mm -hmm. yeah that's him and uh nicolette larson on uh, background book yeah a yeah. uh, fellow warner brothers artist and ted templeman was producing her so in in turn eddie's on one of her albums yeah, it's it's a really interesting song and it's very cool and it, it's uh, this is like really more of what Dave would start doing in, in his own solo career. Definitely a different sort of vibe than uh, than the rest of the album for sure. But sometimes Van Halen's really good about doing that. Uh, Scott, where did you have uh, Could This Be Magic? I had it at eight. Um, kind of a throwaway, fun Van Halen song. I kind of love the interplay between it and. Dave during the lyrics and that sort of stuff. It sounds like they're having a lot of fun in the album, which I appreciate. Um, but it's just one of those songs like they're having fun, but it's not my favorite song on the album. Fair enough. Yeah, that's uh, yep. I, I kind of uh, I echo that sentiment, but we'll get there. Uh, ben, how about you? Yeah, I had this at seven too. Uh, I love this song. You know, sail away with someone's daughter. I mean, it's classic. Classic. Better save the women and children first, and it goes with the cover and you know the rescue with them on the front cover. It's it's, it's unbelievable. It's just a great, you know, yeah, campfire song. You know, just jam. Love it. Blues. Campfire jam. That's that's a perfect way to describe it. That's very accurate. Absolutely. Uh, Davey, how you feel about it? I had this at eight. Um, like I said, and, you know, this is kind of an unfair pick to kind of compare with like the uh, all the other songs on the album because all the other songs are uh, uh, the rock songs. So it's kind yeah. of, a, you know, I feel really bad to put this down at Ace because I love this as well. I love this a whole lot. Um, I love that the fact that they don't take each other. Uh, they seem like they're having a lot of fun together and uh, they don't they're not taking any they're not taking anything seriously and uh, it's just so much fun and I laugh along with it. And it just seems so natural with them, especially uh, with some of the. Uh, stuff like this they would they would do in the uh 
uh, throughout the six pack. Like, I guess um, another good example, I know you guys haven't talked about this track yet, but Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now from Diver. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Down. Um, you know, not a, not a rock song, but it just, or, or hey, I guess Happy Trails too. Um, mm. It yeah. just all yeah, seems yeah. Um, it just all seems so natural with them and they're not taking anything seriously. And it's just so fun with them. And, and I laugh with them whenever they do this kind of stuff. And uh, the acoustic bottleneck is cool. Uh, and Dave playing acoustic rhythm and, uh, you know, it's just country blues. It just fits in with Dave's style. And uh, 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 Dave uh, can only uh, uh, sell this uh, song so well. So this is, this is in his wheelhouse for sure. It's funny. You mentioned big, bad bill, uh, Scott Monroe in the chat also uh shouted out that one and he he called this uh in his words it's cute he said so, <laughs> talking about the that song and uh can this be magic so damn's fighting words condescending cute. i don't think like, eddie would have liked you. Oh, i don't know <laughs> probably not but uh, but look yeah even jeff brewer is jumping on that as well uh oh hilarious yeah, but, call uh, al van halen cute i don't know we're going to you do you uh do you echo the cute sentiment or do you got oh it's this song is so cute i love this song <laughs> Where'd um, you put I, it? I love big bad bill it was number it it would be uh eight for me or nine uh, in the context of me combining the two so it's last but I love this song for everything it is, everything that uh, I echo, everything that Davey Lee said, man, absolutely. Um, I just heard nothing bad about this song at all. It's just uh, in terms of my ranking favorites, it just had to come in somewhere. And yeah, I'm more of the, you know, brown sound crunchy Ed, but I love it for this, you know, the spirit of the band. It's here on full display. And that's why there's such a contrast between, you know, what we know and what we've come to know about the relationships, right? But what came across and what was really being put forward, man? I really was like, this was a band of brothers and they were having a blast and I just wanted to be a part of that shit. And this is a part of that, like the culture of Van Halen to me, like coming across beyond the music. You can definitely hear the fun. That's absolutely yeah. true. So yeah. I, yeah, I get you there. Uh, Brad, where did it fall in line for you? Right at seven. Um, great harmonies, right? You know, um, but you know, that's what this is. It's clever lyrics and great harmonies. Dave played a little guitar, uh, but the harmonies were so good that to me, it, 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 I moved it up the list. Right. But yeah, I can see the big, bad, uh, big, bad bill, uh, connection as well. So there you go. I'm just like, can't wait till we get to that one. Cause then now I'm just going to be, uh, listening for all the, uh, magic isms and all that. Uh, Heath McCoy, where did it fall for you? 
For me, it was at um, number number six, and and I'm a huge huge fan of this song. I love Van Halen's uh, you know the detours. I, I agree that with the Big Bad Bill thing and the shooty wop thing they did, and uh, you know I'm the one and everything. I love those little detours uh, Van Van Halen would take with Dave. I think they did them so well. And and for me, I think of Van Halen uh, in the Roth era, especially as like like a, a band of pirates almost. And this song speaks to that so perfectly, you know. This uh, you know, lonely ships upon the water, better save the women and children first. It's like a, it's like a pirate, yeah, campfire pirate song or a sea shanty or something. Or I love, I love the country blues vibe of it, uh, and I think it feels so uh, genuine too. Like they, I, it was a lark, but I don't think it was a gimmick. Like I think it's actually this naturally comes out of Dave, and I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I just love it. There you go. There you are. Uh, for me, I kind of uh, echo what uh, what Chaz said uh, and, and Dave Ely, and uh, this came in ninth place for me, not because I think it's a bad song at all, not because I you know just like absolutely hate it, anything like that. It's just ranking this album, as you all have said, has been was difficult, and that one just sort of uh, just for me felt just a little bit out of place with the uh, the rest of the vibe and the flow of how uh, women and children first go. And I know that's kind of odd to say when you really think about the tracks and it's like, there, there's a no, flow. Not, not like, at all. Yeah, a, it's like, there's no. a flow, but there's not like a, uh, it's, it's, it's only, you know, uh, again, again, what, what Chaz said, like, give me crunchy Eddie. And again, and I love, I love me some acoustic stuff. And when Dave does uh acoustic blues, well, he does it very, very well. That's his wheelhouse. So uh, this fits for him. So though it's my number nine, not shitting all over it so that it had to go somewhere something had to give yeah and i put it at number eight and i think largely just because mm-hmm. it's been stuck in my head for two weeks straight like <laughs> out of all the songs like i listen to this record out front to back so many times <laughs> out of spite i put it at eight because all week i'm walking around the office you better say the women in children <laughs> oh yes off earworm. Yes. Yeah, earworm big yes yes Classic. Uh, so, you uh, bastard. Oh. <laughs> I, I got a shout out. Uh, Sean McGinnity, he put this number two. He was the one who ranked, could this be magic oh. number two? So He must have, like, I, I'm assuming he's probably played it a whole bunch, or he just has, like, a connection with it in some, like, deeper level. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on him for it because it's a good track. It just, uh, great to- for, for all of us, it had to go somewhere, and it's just a little bit low. This might be the most varied album in terms of rankings. You get all yes. different kinds that's of stuff. Right. Yep. That's right. This is an outlier track. I mean, that's for me why it's at, it's kind of removed. It's at the bottom because it's an outlier. Yeah. It's an outlier. And and for the fans who voted in the poll when we did this song, uh, it was the lowest ranked song on Women and Children First, 81% yeah. what dreams are made of. So it's uh, still much better than pretty much any Sammy album we've done. That's what I wanted to say. Thank yeah. you very much. There you go. Unreal, man. Unreal. What are those numbers going to come in at? 27 right. more tracks. Jeez. All right. Should we uh, take a listen to what finished number six? Please. Wow. 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 We got some surprised faces on the call. Love that intro, though, man. Number six Fools. All right, total points 133. Uh, somebody ranked it number one, and somebody ranked it number nine. So there's another one. It's somebody's favorite and somebody's least favorite on the record. 
one person ranked it ninth, three people eighth, five people seventh, 11 people had this as their number six. Uh, that was by far the most spots it finished on. Uh, number five for three people. It was fourth for one person, third for three people, second for two people, and number one for one person. You talk about varied. We're all yeah. over the map on Fools. All yeah, over the place. Uh, all right, well, full disclosure, uh, I'm right there at number six. Uh, I, was, I was one of those. And again, it's, I mean, that's great. Listen to that. That's, that's just fantastic. By the way, the, the person who ranked it number one, Steve Rosen, who actually knew Eddie Van Halen wow. for 27 yeah. years, yeah. ranked that's, this one number one on the record. That's amazing. Well, yeah. kudos. And again, I'm not going to fight him on it. The thing is, and I'm sure you all can echo this sentiment, we'll, we'll probably talk about it ad nauseum, it's just some of these tracks, it's like, where in the world do they go? I knew exactly what my last track was going to be, and I that helped me inform what my uh, eighth pick was going to be. But one through seven, for me, was really really hard because these are just like really really good songs cool is a terrific song and uh i wanted to kind of get it in my top five but it just just barely just barely didn't make it um but again yeah it is a dirty rip scott yeah. uh it, it it is not indicative of how like piss poor or really great the song is i mean it's fantastic but Something had to give. It had to go somewhere. So I imagine uh, you guys probably had like the same reaction there. Uh, ben, how about you? Where, where do you think? Uh, where did Fools fall for you? Yeah, I had it at six as well. Um, you know, the the uh, the lead in this uh, is unbelievable. The shades of eruption, the shades of Spanish fly. Yeah. It just it is just it's, it's a it's a wild song. Um, it's been on higher. I uh, I agree with Jeff in that uh, should this be higher? Yeah, probably. And I actually thought I was going to take a lot of flack for having it at my number six. But I was like, well, hear me out. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad I wasn't alone in that venture. But uh, how about Heath McCoy, though? Heath, where'd you have fools? You're muted. Oh, you're muted, dude. You're muted, Heath. Heath, you're muted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, uh, yeah, I love, I love the song Fools. I, 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 um, I, I do think it's a little weird. Like I, I mentioned that some of uh, Women, Children, First seem to have a jam for me. And this is one of those songs. This is the song, actually. It feels like a big, long jam. Um, but I love, the, I love the heaviness of the riff. And I actually think there's a lyric in here that's just quintessential. David Lee Roth. I just love it. I don't want no class reunion. The circus left, just left town. Why behave in public if you're living on a playground? And that is such a cool lyric. That's that's like that. That's there in a, in, in a nutshell. Why David Lee Roth is such a great lyricist. Nobody ever would ever think of that. And it just it's just such a it just comes out of left field and captures encapsulates the song and yeah, love it. Yeah, I agree. His lyrics come out of left field, that's for <laughs> sure, sometimes. But uh, what? Uh, where did you have it ranked? I had it ranked uh, at number seven. Ah, so, okay, okay. So not far off there, around the same point. Uh, Scott Everett, you, you, seem like, uh, you seem like a fool's man. Like, was this was this pretty high for you? I had it right here at number six. Okay. And that's how, how good this album is, I think, in that there's no... The songs all are kind of... 
muddled together because I like them all the same. There's no standouts. I hate to say there's no standouts, but I like all of them kind of the same. So, I mean, the the, the bass beat and all that stuff is just fantastic. And Dave's lyrics are fantastic on the songs. Um, that just, again, what a great album it is that this is sticks. Um, and again, it makes you think about poor Dave's parents trying to keep him in line. I think that's where these lyrics are coming from. God help him. With his rambunctious little ass running around. It's monkey time. Yeah. <laughs> they called him, right? Yeah. Monkey time. <laughs> Made a career out of it. Yeah. But uh, Eric, how about you, man? Where's uh, Fools for you? I- I'm actually not happy with my original ranking. I had it at seven and could this be magic at six, but I, oh. I should switch those around. Because <laughs> now listening Whoa. to this, I'm reminding myself that that was not the right call. Um, yeah, this is such a great tune. It's one of the early Club Day songs, and it's it's got that that loose that loose as a goose. Alex playing on drums. Listen to Mike I, on the solo. It's so cool because you can hear Mikey on the bass too, thumping away. And yeah. Dave's vocals are this is Dave at his best vocally, lyrically. Uh, this is you know this is this is classic Van Halen. I, I'm I'm very mad at myself right now. I I, I need to redo the ranking. <laughs> very good, very good. Okay. Well, it's kind of like a, what what uh, what David Lee alluded to earlier is that uh, tomorrow you could have a completely different idea of yeah. where your rankings will go, and then next week something else. I mean, I I feel that I said that about Fair Warning. I said this is my list now, but I guarantee you next week it'll look completely different. So yeah, you know, no worries. Kind worry. of there. applauded the creativity of. Of um, I applaud the creativity of could this be magic? But mm-hmm. still, you just you know, it's it, Van Halen's a rock and roll band, it right? Yeah. Rock and roll song. It's true they do it. They do it very well, uh, like no other. Uh, speaking of Davy Lee, uh, where'd you put Fools? I was the lone fourth on this one. Um, ah, so um, like everybody said, I like uh, uh the whole uh, mini solo thing that Eddie just tears it up, and uh, Dave doing his best uh. Robert Plant, Janis Joplin, David covered it all in one tribute there at the start. Um, I'm going to take from what my friend uh, Lou Figaro from the Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews podcast said, uh, because recently they reviewed Women and Children First not too long ago. And um, uh, he called it um, Dave doing his best uh, tribute to Robert Janis Coverdale. (laughs) I can't not hear it Yeah, that's that's probably the the best way to put it. And then that mini solo. And then it just comes into a <laughs> complete stomp fest. And, uh, you know, quintessential Van Halen tune and Dave, uh, Dave's lyrics, uh, like Eric said, uh, some of Dave's uh, creative lyrics, uh, he knows what he's writing towards. Angry young schoolboys. And um, exactly. uh, he must, yeah, he must have had, uh, uh, and and at the end, what he's doing is a little uh, scat, uh, zab zabidoos at the end. Uh, he must have brought in uh, Gene Simmons at the end. He's, he must have brought in Gene Simmons uh, at the end. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Thunder. Handsome and attractive man. Handsome. Enough about me. Let's talk about me. Trying to take a writing credit, bro. Uh, Brad, where did uh, Fools fall for you, man? Uh, I, I was at five on this one, um, mm. and uh, it's it, it's just it's like a dirty blues song. 
and, and I have to agree with what everybody said, although, like uh, um, Eric, I'm annoyed with his rankings too, right? Eric, go back and fix it. <laughs> you know? I'm so mad at myself, Brad. Yeah, exactly, Eric, right? But, yeah. but, but, but it's like such a narrow band. When I said earlier, it's like it's, it's just thin slices of an onion. They're all so close right in the middle of this that, uh, you know, it, it's – and this one it sounds like uh, David is very uh, upset with teachers, and then he gets a little bit older – and he's in high school, and he appreciates him later on 1984, right? Right, right. Nice. But it's just a fun... it was. Right, but it's just a fun song, right? And, and mm-hmm. that's the way I look at it. It's, it's, it's definitely got like a... Um, uh, almost like a, a smoky, honky-tonk, blues-filled, just mm-hmm. jam. And, uh, yeah, so... Oh, I can definitely. You know, I'm an I'm a Nashville person, so I, I definitely hear uh, what you're what you're throwing down on uh, the honky tonk feel of it for sure. It's, it's sometimes I can't not uh, hear it. And anyway, echoes in my brain, and it just until I just go crazy. But uh, Chaz, uh, did you put fools any higher, or are you right there with us? Sounds of Broadway echoing in my head. Uh, yeah, you can hear that stuff walking down any block, right? You know. It, from from uh door to door so uh about. Yeah. right yeah so all right this one um in deference to you guys i ranked uh, and the cradle will rock number one right so um for me would actually come in at number two this would be my number one song on the album so i this it's on my list at number two um yeah my 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 hanging jazz is going to be uh infamous here it's totally screwed <laughs> up your rankings um uh, like, uh, yeah, magic would have been like, you know, lap bottom of the list for me, like I said, but, um, this one is definitely for me, just, uh, again, the whole spirit of Van Halen, everything I love about the band, the dirty rawness of it, um, wasn't really comprehending that this was a club track and I don't know why I had uh, missed that. So the feel is there. This is for me, just like the reason I picked up a guitar, man, was to make it sound like that, especially the, the, the big, the intro and then just the damn, 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 just the stank, just nasty brownness of this, this tune for me, this is the best of the brown sound with the two of them with, like you said, sloppy, really loose Al and honky tonkin grooving Eddie. That's it. That's the brown sound. Man, I, I tell you, with all this uh, uh, divisive sort of thinking of, and uh, trouble with the rankings, when we get to Van Halen one, or uh, or even uh, four unlawful, like I'm gonna have a bad time. I'm just gonna have a real bad time <laughs> ranking those songs, man. That's I'm not looking forward to those. I mean, I am because it's gonna be a fun show to talk about. Wait, but... can we do a recall? Can we can we challenge the the result here and do a recall? Yeah. All results are final. <laughs> no <Nope. laughs> shit. Ah, you heard him. You know, you is, shutting that shit rigged, down right now. Yeah, it's rigged. Yeah, it was it's the stolen. Corey this was podcast stolen. Universe. You don't that... question it. You don't question I've... Overlord. Take it up with the judge. <laughs> It was stolen. This was stolen. Okay. I'll take your my pillow and take it up with the judge. <laughs> I'm gonna take, take my pillow and go in the home. back room there. Yeah, with, with yeah. whiskey. Yes. Where did uh, where did Will Swafford you there, Corey? One one of Dave's greatest quotes. I was an honor student. Yes, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's tie, Your Honor. <laughs> you got it. Uh, I had fools number five. Uh, so it, it was, you know, right in the middle for me. I, I really, I really dig feels Jeff uh, Brewer uh, had it at number three, uh, pretty high for him. I'm, I'm, I, that's actually as about as close as Jeff and I think I've ever gotten on a song. So uh, uh, I'll take that. Uh, I just, uh, I was looking at who ranked it ninth because we're all kind of positive on it. It was actually Nate 
from the Deep Purple podcast. What? Nate. Fool's Night. No yeah. way. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, kind of surprised on that one. Yeah. Nate, please reach out. Explain yourself. I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. But, this is, uh, yeah, no doubt the, the, the most varied ranking yeah. Van Halen album of them all, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tom Armbruster had it at eight. Uh, wow. What? Kind of low for, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just, I guess uh, he, he suffers no fools, that Tom. He's an enchanter. He certainly doesn't. Well, no, if I make a mistake, he he's quick to point it out. So. Especially right. with the way the bass stands out in this track. I'm surprised, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bass player in, in the group, you think. Yeah. Good, good call. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're coming. What did, for what you, did Dave, Dave, said, Dave said this was a heavy duty Broadway shuffle? Right. I thought that was a great way to describe it, right? Sounds like city streets. <laughs> now, everyone's doing Louis Armstrong now. That's not David know, Roth right? anymore. Everyone turned into Louis Armstrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dave doesn't sound like that. I'm sure he tried. I see trees of green. <laughs> you saw him on Ellen. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Chaz did a great impression of, of David Lee Roth on the Ellen show. My God, that, that shit-eating grin oh. is just... Oh. <laughs> What the fuck was that? He's wearing his suit and that oh Lord. that was embarrassing. Strike that poor boy down. Yeah. When, when I met Dave in New York City, I got a picture with him. And I didn't look at the picture until I got home. And when I got home, and I gotta show it to you guys, I got it somewhere here. And I look at the picture and there's me like and there's him. <laughs> 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 what year? But I bet his teeth are perfect. 2003. What one of the coolest nights ever? Because he was drinking out a bottle of Jack, and then his bodyguard, uh, who was his bodyguard at the time? Not 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 Eddie Anderson. His bodyguard kept lighting up cigarette after cigarette, and he's and he's bullshitting with Jack White, and he's talking about movies with Jack White, and he's doing all this. And and my friend knew his sister, so that's how we got back stage to meet him at the Beacon Theater, in New York City. And my friend's girlfriend comes walking up to him and she puts her hand on the railing and she says, Dave, you know, uh, my boyfriend knows your sister, you know, and she's just trying to be friendly with him. And oh God, he sees her and he locks her pinky on the railing. And he said, Hey baby, so you maybe ever see national geographic. You ever see the pictures that national geographic. I remember <laughs> hearing that. And she, and her, she's like, you know, and she's like, it's like, uh, she went back and she's like, I think Dave just hit on me. <laughs> and then my, my friend, my friend, a bottle of Jack, half, half empty bottle of Jack while Dave wasn't looking, took it. And, like, sure, and sure enough, they just refilled Dave, you know, gave him another <laughs> bottle of Jack. That, that was, was sounds it. borderline either like super inappropriate or just right? very informative. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I'll no. never forget like walking down the, you go like this old school hallway and, and, and just, you know, cement walls and everything. And, and from, from miles away, I knew I can hear the laugh. Ah, 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 ah. You know, the Dave laugh. I was right, like, right, he's right. in yeah. there man. he's in there, you know, and you walk in and there he is. And everybody's, now Dave, everybody's going around. This one fan was like, Dave, you're, you're the reason I, uh, yeah, yeah, I got into music because of you. And Dave's like, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and now I, he's got the short and sweet. I was like, Dave, like, great I don't know show, what man. to say to that. Yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah. Dave was cool though to all the fans. He was not a prick. That's he good. was not arrogant. He was really cool. 
He's really and now he's wandering job, around. Man. He loves his oh, job. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yep. And now he's wandering around hotel rooms in Las Vegas waiting to hear his music coming from a room so he can <laughs> bang on the door and say, hey, that's me. <laughs> and young kids go, what, what are you talking right. about, Grandpa? Yes. I heard you there playing Van, Van Hill. I'm David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. And I'm right across the hallway. <laughs> You're like, cool, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I'm going to do a YouTube video of some karate yeah. moves. The guy the look in front of my hot tub with a midget. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. The look on Mark, that guy's face, he's like, who, who are you? Yeah, what the fuck is this? Do I have to call the police? But, uh, Mark, we've been invited on the DLR cast again. They want to talk about uh, David Lee Ross' YouTube channel. And I, oh, I, I think there's a lot of material there. Oh. I don't – are they that. sure that they want me on the show? <laughs> because that I don't want anybody. Do. No, I, I have nothing nice to say about any of that. I think we, <laughs> I think we will tune in. Mark, yeah. Mark you, don't, you, you mean you don't like Dave doing the jazz hands? <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, I don't. I, I, I like none, like zero, nada of anything I've seen from that YouTube. Like, in what? fact, Who I go is out that for? with your gummies. I mean, you know, I mean, gummy company meant. <laughs> I go out of my way to tell people. I dare you to check that YouTube channel out because it's <laughs> fucking bonkers and I just don't get it. Uh, and and but, tell me who the fuck that is for. Who is searching YouTube? Like, I wish I could see uh, a grandpa with, with like a bag of cheeseburgers and, and like, some. Right like, on. What the fuck All is right. he thinking? I, I, just, I, I fucking surrounding. love his stuff. I love his YouTube channel. Oh, man. Dave is a nuts. I love him. I love Dave, but some, some of these videos are like, yeah. so insane. I was putting up a lot of those videos for a while there because he was talking about Van Halen and stuff. So there was something there to work with. And then as I got <laughs> off way, way off track, like Jeff, there was one of them I put up, and Jeff's like, I don't know. I don't know if you should have put that one up. You know, I was like, yeah, Jeff, I, it's a, he's a little out there, you know. I just don't know like who's around around. Like, who, who's around him or is anybody around him just to say, that's not cool. You can't do that. That's I, that's, I think we've mentioned that. Like, I think we've talked about that. I don't think there's yeah. anybody like pulling the chain back going like, nah, maybe not that one, right. Dave. Like, maybe maybe yeah. think oh. about that. Like, no. no Kevin yeah. Brown put it best when he said it's like the grandkids going to grandpa and saying, you don't need to be on TikTok, grandpa. The technology <laughs> yeah, yeah, has passed right. you by. Give me the cell phone. You just, you know, watch TV or whatever. Put your slippers on. They need to do I, social media. Put on the Armstrong album for you. Here you go. I think, I think, I think they're all old, That's though. And he keep, I think they're all old and he keeps hearing to empty the vault. He's, he's yeah. getting confused about which vault we're talking about. Yeah. His personal vault versus Eddie's 20 vault. 20 years ago. They're from 20, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. The last most, record he did, right? David Lee Roth or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Wrong, yeah. wrong vault. I mean, Dave. But mo most Dave, of these guys, yeah. you know, and who's telling them no? You know, most that's of what I'm saying. He's surrounded. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's, yeah. nobody's going to dare tell him no. No, no he obviously him. owns it all. He's just yeah. he's just using his content. That's and and, and he, here we are. You know, like if I was with Dave right now, and Dave's like, "What'd you think of my YouTube channel?" I, I love it, Dave. <laughs> I bit right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. Like really it's interesting is. stuff, Dave. Like you are a creative genius. Very cerebral. People just don't get it. Like it, it's so out, it's brilliant. You just don't get it. Yeah. But and, you know the, well, back, back. The, the the cool Dave, like uh, Alan uh, Alan from the Tapes Archive, just put up a really great interview with Dave from '85, and and yeah. that's like that's the fucking cool Dave, man. That's rock yeah. and roll Dave, you know. Yeah. And uh, he will yeah, forever back be in the day. Diamond Dave. Yeah, back 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 in the day though, he was the Laura. I mean, it was the entire band, but David was he was a showman. That guy. He, 
the coolest motherfucker the coolest ever. Guy in the world. Yeah, oh, that's in the base early on. That's why. Yeah, I would argue it's all four of them. It was unbelievable. Yeah, his, yeah. his stuff might be whacked out, Eric. But come on, man. I he's still love him as much as yep. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Man. I, I, I love Dave, man. He has a sense of humor. We are all still it. talking about him. Love him. That's, That's right. Right here we are. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. You can't. You can't take that away from him. You can't take that. Chaz, you, Chaz, you wanted to take Mark to task because Mark said Sammy was the better musician. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Well, then yeah. I got the context that he was talking about oh, okay. versus Dave. Okay. Um, I think Dave has great musical sensibility. No, I don't think he's a bad mm-hmm. musician, but no, to Mark's point, I think Sammy's more musically inclined, or if you were to look at the structure of his songs and right the way he approaches the craft differently than Dave. But no, I would argue that Broth is a hell of a musician in his own right. Is, and it dude. goes beyond his voice. It, it is this his entire musical sensibility, his showmanship, everything he brings to it. No, man, I, he, you know, I, I love breaking balls on David Lee Roth all day, but at the end of the day, yeah. he is the man for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he definitely yeah. is a showman. But I, I, I respect through. Sammy. Yeah. I respect yeah. his song craft. I was a fan of the Red yeah. Rocker. I had the shorts in high school and the t-shirts and I bought his clothing line and I liked him before he joined Van Halen. So, no, I appreciate him, but I think they're just different. And uh, to say that one's a better musician than the other, I would say I, one's I'm more musically Mark, inclined, one more technical I'm with Mark musical. I'm on this one completely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, no, I, I'm a, I get what you're coming from, but I said what I said, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you, man. You just stand, stand right with it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I'm with Mark 100% on this. You know, Dave's a performer. Mm-hmm. Dave's a great lyricist. Uh, he's a musician. Sammy's a musician. <laughs> I will say, I mean, I will say Dave is a, like you, like you said, uh, Chaz, I'll give you credit, uh, a musician in his own right. And definitely he's lyrical. Has, the man really moves lyrically. Definitely I mean, has always... a musical sensibility to him. You can't take that away. Cause if he didn't, then he would not be the showman that we know him for. He would definitely not have lasted very long in Van Halen, uh, to even the extent that he did, but uh, just on a, t- on a musicality, strictly yeah, like yeah. technical musicality level. Yeah. No, I'm giving that one to Sammy all day, but they, they're very similar though. They both contributed to the songwriting. Ed comes in oh, with yeah. the music and then, yeah, then yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave, like Sammy right. would say, let's, let's shorten that up. Let's add a, let's add a chorus here. Let's add a hook there. Let's kind of double. Let's, let's do that twice. Then do the Brit, you know, all that shit, you know, Dave's doing, I mean, he, Dave, music is just one of the many talents of Dave. Dave's like right. extremely creative, bright, so creative that he can't stay in one lane for too long. He's got to do. He's got. He's got to do different things every time. Otherwise, he will go nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh sure, you know that. Well, that's what. That's what you know. Templeman was also beneficial to to Dave as much as he was to Ed because it's like, all right, guys, let's rein it in. Because then when you it. when you see them on their oh, own. Yeah. It's Van Halen three and it's, you know, your filthy little mouth. It's like, whoa, you know, it's like, okay, we're going way. Let's rein it back in. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> to me, Dave is, I mean, I'll, I'll say Dave is fucking brilliant. I mean, he's, he's mad, you know, yeah. but, but he's he, just so different than Sammy in that sense. He's just like colorful performer. Well, but here's the thing. And, and from a Dave guy, so I'm all with you. Um, and, but I'll say that I guess what though, I would concede 
that Sammy was an influence on Dave. And Sammy is more the granddaddy of the genre we all know and love than Dave because of his uh, contribution to Montrose so fucking early and the songs mm. that he wrote. Yeah. He was the blueprint. I think even Chris Cornell would have been one to say, yep, Sammy Hagar, baby. Montrose. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you brought up the Montrose thing because I was thinking that. Um, uh, speaking of the R4 podcast again, I, I reviewed that Montrose album not too long ago on R4. And uh, um, I mentioned that Van Halen back in the club days, they covered the song Make It right. Last. Yeah. And um, they did that in one of their bootlegs. So um, you can you could totally hear the influence from Montrose. And, you know, maybe had, maybe Sammy was in the back of Eddie's mind because uh, when they had that, um, I mean, because you could totally hear the influence, especially influence like, on all of them is a point. You know, yeah. Sammy was an influence yeah, sure. on the whole genre beyond Van Halen. I mean, Sammy sure. influenced yeah. the generation. Yeah. Well, Cabo, Cabo Wabo is Make It Last. It's, mm -hmm. it's influenced by Make similar, It Last. Yeah. Very oh, similar. Totally it is. It's, it's, it's a remake of it, really. But yeah. there, there's certain things the brothers brought to the table, and there's certain things Dave brought to the table. Yeah, I don't think totally. Dave Montrose to the table. Like, I don't think I don't think Sammy was an influence on him. I, I don't no. think. No, no. Oh, I don't anyway, know. Yeah, I don't see I don't that. Know. Yeah, I Sammy, we all trying to do all that that showman stuff early on. If you ask Dave, he will absolutely say no chance. He never admit yeah. it. Yeah. But come they on, now, didn't I, Templeman want to put Sammy in the band before Dave? I mean, come on, right? Don't wait. Yeah. So they were all the there at the same time. Yeah, I think there was more influence than anybody gives them credit for, including and right. especially Dave. <laughs> well, I, 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 I got to put this oh. train back on the tracks before we get more Sammy versus Dave. We're talking Full women and children podcast. first. Yeah. Yes, right. We're talking about song number five. So let's start playing song number five. Oh, yeah. 12 string Rickenbacker. In a simple rhyme comes in at number five. Total points 137. It was ranked first by two people. It was ranked ninth by two people. Uh, it was ranked eighth by four people, seventh by five people, sixth by four, fifth by six, fourth by three, third by two, and second by two people. So again, all over the bloody map for In a Simple Rhyme. All right, yeah, wow. Uh, I wouldn't have pictured this one. Uh, I knew this was going to be higher for probably most everybody except for me. I put this at my number seven. Uh, not really. I mean, there, there's no real. Uh, again, I had a really hard time ranking these songs from a certain point. Um, this one, though, I was like, I, I, I think uh, this one's probably going to fall to the wayside just because I think there are six better ones. But that doesn't mean the song is bad whatsoever. But I, I had a feeling it was probably going to be ranked a little bit higher. I mean, I see a couple of people have this as their number one. So that's, that's right. Uh, two of our patrons, actually, Michael Griffith and uh, Matt Lacoste had it at number one. Matt Lacoste. Look at that. That's, that's right. That's a shocker. I, would not, I wouldn't have predicted that. I would have put it really high on his list, but not at number one. Cool stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to throw it over to Brad. Uh, where'd you put uh, in a simple rhyme? I had it at um, three. It's a lot, it's just really balanced for me. It's a really balanced Van Halen song. All of the elements of Van Halen are there. And uh, yeah, it's a little catchy. You got great guitars, you got great lyrics, you got great harmonies, Alex is shredding. So 
death. Yeah, I mean, no argument, no argument there whatsoever. Uh, Chaz, how about you, man? Um, actually, this came in at the bottom of the pile for me for the simple reason that I've always felt like the lyrics were being forced in there. Like, they, they didn't finish this one. This one, like, I, the music to me, like, as a musician, I can understand where the, the song, the way, like, there's not really a lot of pop sensibility in it for me. Like, so I, I heard somebody say that here. It's, that's not in this for me. It felt like they had this musical idea that they really didn't want to, you know, get rid of because it's a great idea. There's some interesting things going on there, but it's not conventional. And where Dave went with the lyrics and the way they're being delivered to me, and, and I don't know, maybe it's the production, it just sounds thin, like they could have had some more backing vocals at certain periods of time, and it just didn't feel as full or as rich as it could have been. So not that it's bad. Again, it's just not, to me... This was like one of the rougher songs on the album, frankly. I think you nailed it uh, in terms of like why it fell so uh, sh- uh, low on my list as well. Um, again, yeah, not not that it's bad whatsoever. It's just, yeah, it, it does feel a little bit thin. Uh, it could be a production thing or it could have just been like a structure thing. Who knows? But yeah, I, I think you've, uh, you're on to something there. Uh, Heath, how about yourself? Um... MVP in this song, Alex Van Halen. He's just, I yes, love, I love what he's doing on here. His, um, like that, the, the intro that he comes in with, and uh-huh. all his fills all the way through it. He's just driving the song. Um, but I think it's a great song, actually. I think it's really poppy. I think it's, it's one of the more underrated, um, underappreciated, kind of unknown tracks. One of the great, best deep, deep tracks. Um, I just love beautiful, there's such beautiful harmonies in it. And it's weird. A lot of critics, when they talk about it, I've heard a few critics kind of compare it to The Who. And and I'm always, I love The Who. And I'm always up and down on that. I'm like, The Who? I don't know if I can hear it. Mm-hmm. But I but I kind of do because The the Who, you know, and Tommy and, and, and Who's Next and stuff, they used to do those kind of multi-suite sort of songs. They call them go all over the place, different sections. And I, and I can see that. I can see that Van Halen is such a different band than The Who, so maybe it's why it doesn't always click with me. But I can't, I can't actually see the Who, the Who comparison in that song. And uh, yeah, the yeah. harmonies at the end. I'm right there with you, right with yeah. right there at the end. I can feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, guessed the Who at the, no. at the at the moment, but the moment you said it, I heard it and like, yeah. oh, yep, okay. And Tom screaming growth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> Uh, Davey Lee, how you doing? How you uh, where you f- find this one for you? Uh, this was my sixth again, uh, tough to rank uh, these songs. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, the uh, little uh, like uh, you said, Alex Van Halen, yeah, he he owns this song. I, th- I think he's the star of the song here because mm-hmm. that that beat is just absolutely you know typical Al. I mean, uh, some of Al's best uh, drumming, I think. Um, very underappreciated deep track, uh, Eddie again, shreds the harmonies, the dreamy harmony, the dreamy kind of harmonized a uh, little um i guess more or less breakdown section right before the solo the dreamy section and then uh like uh uh growth um uh really would have been cool if it would um been a flushed out track or or um uh maybe start up fair warning or maybe just had you know flush out a bit more but yeah um, uh, again this was tough for me to uh rank this but um yeah totally one of their underappreciated deep tracks i think Indeed, indeed. Scott Everett, looking at you, man. Where'd you put it? 
Uh, I had it third. I overlooked this song for years. And then the uh, 2015 tour started. We were all on the Van Halen news desk following the chat to kind of see what the set list was going to be on. And it was there. Um, and it was like, what? They're playing that. And then everyone, that's where kind of growth picked up where everyone found out what growth was. We were all researching what the hell growth was because they were playing it in 2015 as well. Um, saw him in Dallas in 2015, played it live in the dark of night, and it was awesome. Dave actually did a fantastic job uh, singing this one in 2015, and that wasn't always something we could say in 2015 because he struggled throughout that tour. Uh, but that well, night, he this did. This was one he could nail. Yeah, he actually he actually nailed it. I do love the lyrics. I think it, they kind of mixed up the music. It's a little bit different for Van Halen. I, I just love this song. I didn't always love this song, but ever since the 2015 tour, I've loved this song. Hmm. Well, there you go. Since 2015. Uh, ben, where did it fall for you? Yeah, I, yeah, I had it at number five. Um, you know, I love this song. It's really symphonic almost. I think it has a lot to do with uh, Ted Templeton and Don Landy mixing and arranging this song. Um, it's almost shades of little guitars a little bit with Eddie, but to me, it's um, it's Michael with the harmonies and the bass. <laughs> Alex is phenomenal. But the thing I love about this is at the end, when they fade off of this album, that dun, 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 it's basically saying, now take that motherfucker. You know, that that's the way I, I look at that. You <laughs> yep. know, you know, after you've listened to the whole album and then you they just put that on the end, like now there it is, you know, and uh, it's amazing. The track's great. I love it. Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, I echo that. And uh, Johnny Beans, join the chat. You got some explaining yes. to do, Johnny Bean. But before you do, uh, Johnny Eric, Bean had a fifth. Johnny he, Bean had a fifth. He had a fifth. Okay, okay. Uh, he had a Eric? fifth, and that, is that why he was late? He had a fifth before? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fifth. He had it. Oh. <laughs> oh. I had a two. I love oh, this fucking okay. song, man. The My number one song and this one might be like the two the two best Van Halen deep tracks of the Dave era. And I, I, I think this should have been a single and I actually don't hear uh, what were they saying that, that they compared it to, to what band again? The who, the who? The yeah. Who? I'm not hearing that, but I'm hearing Zeppelin like who? presence era. Zeppelin. Yeah. In fact, you know, Eddie, Eddie was going to do more of an acoustic opening and then he changed it up because you know, he didn't want it to sound like Zeppelin. Not that he wasn't a fan. He just wanted to separate themselves. But still, it's got it's got that kind of epic journey to it. And the lyrics, Dave, is perfect at that when you when those those perfect harmonies come in. She made the mountains sing birds against an icy mm -hmm. sky. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Absolutely. Dave, right there, baby. Yeah, this is this is such an awesome tune. And I'm glad they played it on the 2015 tour. And somebody had just mentioned, thank you, Wolfgang. He's the one yeah. who put it in the mm -hmm. that list. Yeah, number two. There you go. Number two. So uh again, divisive, but uh there, there you have it. I'm just inviting Johnny to the uh, panel here. Hopefully, oh yeah, uh, right on. Stick around. Well, I, Johnny, yeah. Link. yeah, call him out. Yeah, well, let's get him on here because uh, uh, let's see. Uh, in a simple rhyme, out at number four. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I really dig this tune. This goes all the way back to the backyard party days. Uh, it was on the Warner demo. Uh, it was called just Simple Rhyme, I think, back in those days. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I dig the hell out of this track. And you mentioned Alex's Yansung Hero. Let's throw a shout out to Mikey too. I'm, I'm reading Tone Chaser yeah, by yeah. Steve Rosen, and as oh, far yeah. back as Van Halen two. Eddie is bitching about Mike Anthony. I hate his tone. I hate everything he does. He doesn't contribute and all that. 
Mikey is great on this track. Like, I I just want to throw him a bone and say, Mike Anthony, fantastic fucking bass player. Uh, Aside from the amazing harmonies, great bass player. He gets to showcase a little bit on here. He's not just playing eighth notes, right? He gets to do a little melodic thing there during the end. Uh, I love Mikey on this track. He's my unsung hero on Innocent. And he's smoking a big fat spleef on the back of the fucking album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's That's right. Love it. There you go. That's it. Right. And you know we end up and, saying that about every damn song, so I think we should just yeah. all acknowledge and all hail Mikey. He's he really is. He deserves much more respect than he gets. And it should be noted that Eddie did say in interviews back in the day that he, uh, Michael, was the perfect bassist because he intentionally would would step back. He could pro- he could do more, but he would step back so Eddie can do more of what he does. So that way they're not fighting with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it became his Achilles heel with Eddie right at the end. Yeah. I mean, Eddie, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. It was just song. I think it was just publishing, mm. which yeah, happens with so been. many bands. How come this guy's getting you know yeah, all right, the right. publishing and he he's never writing a song? I mean, in in Mike's defense, it's like you want me to write a song with you in the band, right? Totally, <laughs> right? Write a fucking song, right? He was well, straight yeah. up. Right, he said, and, and so, it's right? weird. Different bands uh, work differently. Queen was the opposite. They got more together when they contributed. When they just put everything, every member of the band uh, had an equal share in every single song. They did that from the Miracle on. Well, uh, yeah, when they, they were they, fighting, and they pissed each yeah, other off all through the creative process. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because when they were when they were fighting for publishing, you got Freddie Mercury writing Bohemian Rhapsody. And then, you know, Roger putting his shitty song about loving his car on the B side. He made just as much money as Freddie did on I'm in love with my car. So when John Deacon, like they they had three amazing songwriters and they had Roger Taylor. So Roger would just kind of glom on like a barnacle to whichever hit song he could as a B side and make as much money. When they actually split the publishing four ways, they came together as a band. Van Halen was the opposite, right? They had everything four ways. And then three of them were like, well, why the fuck is Mikey getting a share? Yeah, and it you know it became a bone of contention for them. So it's weird that with different bands, it, it you know did, you know different strokes for different folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah you take the good, rush. you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. <laughs> wow, you have to mix that in in post production. Our younger audience is gonna be like, "What the shit?" I was gonna say, Mark. Yes, the, I love this, this this current pop culture reference there. <laughs> That's right. Blair, What's the deal with the Jeffersons? Remember the Jeffersons? <laughs> yes. Now move right. on up to the east side. That's right. Mark, uh, where did you have uh, In a Simple Rhyme? I had this at seven. Uh, again, wow. and like uh, I mentioned earlier, it, it's not uh, uh, to say that this song is so bad. It belongs low on the list. It was just, no, this was one of the, uh, the top seven that was really difficult to rank. And uh, it just it, it couldn't quite get there uh to uh the level of uh it couldn't get past fools and it definitely wasn't going to make my top five so it, it it just by necessity had to be number seven hey folks Corey here and we're about halfway through the women and children first rankings uh we're going to cut it there for today but uh, join us next week and find out how we rank the top four songs off of women and children first and until then as always please check out all of our friends at the deep dive podcasting network www.deepdivepodcastingnetwork.com and of course you can check out everything about our show at www.podcastwillrock.com so until next time on behalf of Mark Kamire we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 